This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to my favorite murder, the mini sode. That's right, where we read you your stuff. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, this right. time it's being filmed, filmed. You know, for the fan cult. So if you want to see what Karen just did with her hair, primp. You know what shade of pink is surrounding me today? Answer these burning questions <laughs> that have been in your heart since before you were born. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. This is called Cult Leader in My Backyard. Aloha. I have the privilege of living in a caretaker's house located on a tropical farm on the island of Oahu. Ooh. Uh-huh. Lucky. It's a hidden 80-acre farm tucked back in the Koalua Range ridges. Sounded good. A mile long. Yeah. I'm like, sorry if I got that wrong. No, you got it. Thank you. The mile-long access road leading up to the farm property is private road, canopied by the vast foliage, making it an ideal place for neighbors to walk. The trailhead to a popular waterfall hike is also located at the beginning of the road. Both factors cause this private and gate-accessed road to be quite a busy place with walkers and hikers. One afternoon, I was in the carport removing clothes from the dryer when I see three walkers briskly walking towards the farm fields. Now, please understand that while it is acceptable for neighborhood folks to walk the road up to the farm, it is not acceptable for them to come all the way up and onto the property. Signs are posted, and we are accustomed to telling curious or lost walkers to turn around. (laughs) I head over to strike up my typical speech of politely asking them if they are looking for the waterfalls and then offering directions back down the trail when I notice that these power walkers are ignoring me and walking with the might of Richard Simmons. Hmm. I continued to call out to them as they marched up the road, now with a little less politeness, saying, you have to turn around now. You are trespassing on private property. Finally, I was able to get in front of their path and cause them to stop. Irritated that these people were defying my request, I continued to instruct them to turn around. The party consisted of an older man and two women. The man was the first to acknowledge me and barked, look how upset you are. Why are you so upset? This caused my blood to boil. After arguing for a few minutes about the basic concept of private property and trespassing, I recognized the face of the old man as that of the Buddha field, a cult leader known simply as Michael. (laughs) And it's M-I-C-H-E-L. So I think that's still Michael, right? I think so. I would guess so. I knew that he and some followers lived in the area, but never did I think I would be yelling at him in my own backyard. It was exciting. (laughs) What's up, Murderino? Still refusing to leave and harping on that the property couldn't be privately owned because it was the Hawaiian Queensland, I looked at that plastic surgery addicted man right in his crazy cult leader eyes and said, you know, I saw your documentary and I loved it. 
Yes. For those unfamiliar, Holy Hell is a tell-all documentary exposing the group (laughs) as a cult and how Michael exploits members sexually and financially. Using former members for interviews, it does not paint Michael in a positive light, to say the least. This got his attention and really ruffled the feathers of the women, but it did get them to turn around and start slowly walking away. Continuing to tell me that the land is Hawaiian and how they have a right to be there, I pointed out that the fact that they are white and certainly not Kanaka Native Hawaiian, to which one turned to me and said, I am in my heart. Laughing, I mentioned that this is not how ancestral lineage works. <laughs> I couldn't help fueling the fire with a bit of these loony birds. The final comment was her telling me to get a life, to which I replied, Bitch, you are literally in a cult and you're telling me to get a life? Get out of here. This is fucking Julie is saucy. Just Julie is also having the most satisfying experience wow. with crazy sociopathic she personalities. Has. She's been in a little bit of a like private area of her life and out in the woods and finally she gets to fucking tell some people off yeah they march down the road and i have not seen them since thank you ladies for being yourselves much aloha stay sexy and be sassy to cult leaders julie julie thank you what great advice uh-huh. also <laughs> i think this is the kind of gaslighting that stops sane people in their tracks yeah is when you go to tell people excuse me you're trespassing hey you have to get out of here ignored ignored now you're worked up yeah and then you say it again and they say why are you so worked up so right. they basically to your face are saying i will not acknowledge your reality and there is no reason why you should be upset even though i've you've been trying to tell me something that get that is high level gaslighting that of course makes you emotionally reactive right and then they have the upper hand because now you're reacting cult leader perfect perfectly done julie was not having it handled let's all be like julie this week handled it okay i'm not going to read you the subject line of my first one but it's the reason i kept reading Hey, everybody. I've been a fan for years. I actually think y'all were the first podcast I ever listened to, or at least enjoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. The ultimate compliment. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, This American Life. (laughs) I mean, Jesus. (laughs) But never had a reason to write in. That is until I heard the topic of this week's podcast was Amy Fisher. That was like, at this point, a month ago, probably. A couple weeks, yeah. Go back and listen if you haven't. Yeah. Just do a plug of our own show during our own show. I was listening at the gym and at the moment I heard her name, I literally dropped the weights I was holding because I was so excited to finally have something to say. So let's get into it. I grew up on Long Island and when I was 12 or 13, one Saturday night, my family went to go hang out with one of my mom's childhood friends and her family. This was nothing out of the ordinary. We hung out with them all the time and always in the same format. The adults would congregate in the kitchen around a bottle of wine while the kids went off to the playroom slash basement. You know, a classic, you kids occupy yourselves so we can have a moment of peace arrangement. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Very familiar, actually. They had a son between mine and my brother's age, so it worked out perfectly. Being the youngest, I never got dibs on the PlayStation. So while the older two boys played Mortal Kombat or whatever, I would just fool around at the pool table. And that's what I was doing when this woman came down into the basement and asked if I wanted to play pool with her. I'd noticed her earlier when we first got there. I figured she was just some other friend of our parents. 
thinking nothing of her and wanting to show off to an adult about how good at pool I was, of mm. course. Mm -hmm. I said, sure. And we shot a few rounds. She seemed pretty nice and really comfortable chatting with me as we played. And I remember having a good time. I also remember my parents telling us we were leaving earlier than usual that night and a thick tension as we got into the car. Mm. <laughs> my parents were silent as we started to drive away until my mom abruptly scream whispered to my dad, we are never going back there. Oh no! My dad <laughs> tried to calm her down, but let me tell you, it wasn't working. Do you know who that was? That was Amy fucking Fisher. <gasps> Stephen was playing with the Long Island Lolita. Oh my God. Aww. Yep, I had spent the better part of the night running the pool table with Amy Fisher about a year after she'd been released from jail. In hindsight, she'd probably felt uncomfortable with the adults who knew all about her and instead came to hang out with us kids who were none the wiser. Anyway, I'd completely forgotten about all this until I heard her name on the podcast. So thanks for the memes. Stay sexy. <laughs> the memes. <laughs> thanks for the memes. Stay sexy and play pool with whoever you damn well please. Right. Steven. That kind of hits me because it reminds you that she was a kid when she. Yeah. When she was victimized by a grown man and and shot his wife like she was 16 and so when she goes even a year after prison is like i want to hang out with the kids i'm not a grown-up because she fucking wasn't no and like if her story is to be believed she was also a traumatized teen right. who had had really horrible things happen to her before right. that terrible relationship so she probably did have arrested development and was like yeah i just want to be a 12 year old yeah playing at the pool table and having a good time and all these adults are being really fucking weird to me because well because she attempted to murder right someone. that's right you know well sure this okay. is the price we pay <laughs> You know, <laughs> keep that in mind when you feel like a powerful revenge motivation, it's going to fuck up your good times and your dinner parties in the future. That's right. There's no wine coolers around the table, adult table for you. No, no, okay. not for you. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into, whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve. The key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines. And June's journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you can make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, made-in cookware. Made-in was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made-in. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the 
the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill. If you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom, it's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. This is called Tamales and Mexican Black Magic. Oh. Mm -hmm. Hello, all. When I heard the request for legendary stories of someone raised by a Filipino mom, I was like, well, I'm not Filipino, but I'm a Mexican, so this will just have to do. (laughs) I was born... (laughs) Love it. I'm going to do what I want to do. Here's a kind of an in and like, let's fucking do it. It's all about writing your own rules. That's right. That's what this podcast is about. (laughs) I was born in a small town in Mexico and lived there until I was six years old. And I have so many stories about mythical creatures, black magic, Mexican gang violence, etc. However, Mm -hmm. today's story is about my ex-mother-in-law's ability to cure El Mal Diajo, the evil eye. Quickly, I need to say that I do apologize in advance for any grammar errors. I'm bilingual and super insecure about my grammar skills. And then goes on to write the perfect email. So you're good. Meanwhile, we're like tamales. <laughs> tamale. <laughs> the whitest pronunciation yeah. of all terms. Exactly. We apologize in return. We we know we apologize. No, 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 we do. So let's get to the story. It was they wrote that, not me. It was a bright and sunny weekday <laughs> in the Mexican hood of Phoenix, and my mom thought this weather was the perfect excuse to make tamales in the middle of an Arizona summer. Mm. Latino moms are notorious for making traditional winter meals in the summer. SMH, shaking my head. <laughs> Anyways, tamales usually take about an hour or so to fully cook, but after an hour of cook time, the tamales we were making were still very raw. So we let it cook for another hour, and to everyone's surprise, still raw. At this point, we were really starting to think that we may have to order a pizza or eat raw tamales. (laughs) My sister-in-law came to visit, so my mom and I told her what was happening. My sister-in-law did not say one single word and quickly got her phone out and called her mom to tell her what was going on. Before you know it, my sister-in-law takes the pot with the tamales off the stove and takes the tamales out. At this point, I figured she was just going to rearrange things and try to cook them, but no. Instead, she runs to the fridge, grabs two jalapenos, and starts to glide them up and down on the pot, all while on the phone with her mom. My mom and I had no idea what was going on and just stared at her completely confused and speechless. She then takes the jalapenos and makes a cross with them on the bottom of the pot and places the tamales back in to cook. I kid you not, about 10 minutes later, you can start to smell them cooking. (laughs) The tamales finished cooking in no time, and everyone was a happy Mexican eating tamales in the middle of the 115-degree Phoenix weather. (laughs) My sister-in-law explained to my mom and I that someone had made ojo to the tamales, the evil eye. And that's why they wouldn't cook. <laughs> why? I don't know. And my ex and ex-mother-in-law was apparently very experienced with curing people and things from El Mal Diojo. She later ended up curing my newborn of El Mal Diojo, too. <laughs> now, I'm not a very superstitious person. Tamales and kids. <laughs> what does one mean? 
No, I'm not a very superstitious person, but I do always wear my Maldiojo. God, I can't get this right. Sorry. Bracelet because uno nunca sabe. English translation. You never know. <laughs> Stay sexy and always keep jalapenos <laughs> around to cure the evil eye. Yolanda. It's bad enough these people are giving the evil eye to tamales, but then to a baby? Baby. What's happening? I don't know. I don't know. The baby just got here. How could he have offended the you? The baby just got here. <laughs> they do shit. Both the tamales and the babies are newborn. Brett just got here. <laughs> they just got here. Wow, that's awesome. Send us those stories of like, in Jewish culture, we go, we do the, like a peace sign and go, poo, 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 between, like you're spitting. <laughs> To get the uh, bad luck away? The evil eye, yeah. Toot, you spit in the evil eye between your finger. Poop, poop, poop. Like we would say poop, poop, poop. That's spit. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Good, good. This all goes in the book. <laughs> uh, okay. My second email, the subject line is date medical students with an exclamation point. All right. <laughs> Hello, guys, gals, pals, and pets. Love the podcast and all the usual platitudes. <laughs> For some background, I'm a trauma surgeon. I was listening to the most recent mini-sode and heard the story of how someone's organs were allegedly stolen by a hot, suspicious medical student on the beach. It would be nearly impossible to take someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're about to school us, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> that we read a spooky pasta or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> It would be nearly impossible to take someone's bowels out bloodlessly with a broken bottle. <laughs> like, people have to tell us that. I know. I know. Uh, also, small bowel transplants are notoriously difficult, and only a few hospitals in the entire U.S. even Whoa. perform them. The bowel is very fragile, and by the time you removed it with your broken liquor bottle <laughs> and tested the person's blood to make sure it was a match oh, for the recipient, right. it would no longer be viable. When did we ask? For fucking logic on this podcast. <laughs> when did we ever ask for facts and logic? I actually think, because it says definitely an urban legend next. So yeah. I think we actually said, let us know if this is an oh, urban legend. Well, let us know if, this is, if we have urban legends. Uh, we're being let know. Okay, so as a follow-up to the allegation against dating medical students, let me tell you a bad date story from when I was a medical student. Right. Yes, the medical students will have their revenge. I'd been messaging a guy on an online dating site and decided to meet up for an afternoon beer. <clears throat> afternoon beers. No. When he arrived, he was pretty cute. Score. Our first topic of conversation was on the kid he had but had not told me about. Oh. It's fine to date when you have kids, but tell the other person. Mm -hmm. Next, we talked about the business he was starting, but not really because he hadn't filled out any of the paperwork because, quote, it didn't matter. <laughs> Oh, red flag number two. What's <laughs> right. up? As he was telling me about it, I asked a few questions and ended up troubleshooting his terrible business plan for the next 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So far, not great, but not the worst. Then he starts telling me how he wants to one day get a suit of armor. <laughs> oh, my God. Leave the bar. Suit of armors, sword, iguana that you carry around on your shoulders in public. Goodbye. Okay, modern vampire. <laughs> he explained that chainmail is more susceptible to getting stabbed rather than slashed. I'm all for hobbies, but it's creepy to hear how it's easier to murder someone wearing armor via stabbing than slashing, right? Mm. 
Then he tells me about this warehouse he found outside the city. It contains old plaster molds. The molds were of busts, random objects, bowls, and animals. As he's telling me, he's showing me pictures taken with a flash in a completely dark and unlit warehouse. Imagine Costco in the dark, but full of plaster molds. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. He proceeds to invite me to go to the warehouse with him that very afternoon. Okay. To look around, exclamation point, in pitch blackness, exclamation point, what? Three question marks. So many red flags, and I wasn't even a murderino at this point. I had enough, and I claimed that I needed to go grocery shopping right away. <laughs> my, my, the perfect out. No yeah. one can argue with that. No. Mind you, Glorious Wegmans is open 24 hours a day, and I definitely didn't need to get groceries. Possibly the worst excuse I could have thought of. <laughs> I paid for my own drink and left. Then he messaged me multiple times over the next couple weeks saying I rejected him for his looks and that I was a dumb, shallow bitch. <gasps> Dodged a sword on that one, I'd say. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Way to just like confirm anybody's yeah. even slightest doubts that yeah. they should have absolutely gotten away from you. Yeah. SSDGM and consider not inviting your first date to an unlit warehouse. Lauren. Lauren, thank God. You Lauren, fucking paid attention to your gut. Also, thank God you wrote in and saved the the nobility of medical students everywhere because we really did go on the attack. Yeah. And that was a perfect defense of like, hey, guess what? Not only are we not the creeps, but we yeah. have to interact with creeps. I bet that story was written in by by big liquor companies saying like, look what else <laughs> liquor bottles can do for you. It's like not just the alcohol, but it's the bottle. Look how great we are. But bowel surgery on the beach. That's right. Bonus. You can have it all. Yes, we have. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye this is called bone marrow donation story all right good morning all you beautiful people on the inside and out I just listened to you tell about Nicholas Green and asked for stories about organ donations and just had to tell you about my badass husband, Stephen. Stephen. All caps. Back in 1990, when we were young, fresh-faced college students, Jesus, there was a bone marrow <laughs> drive to find a donor for a fellow student. Nobody knew her, but we stood in line with all our friends and had our mouths swabbed. No matches were found at that drive, and we forgot all about it over the years. 
Fast forward 16 years to 2006. Steve and I are now married with two daughters, Kat, age nine, Lynn's, age six. We had moved from Massachusetts to New Hampshire to Rhode Island and we're living our best life. Steve gets a random letter in the mail asking him to call Be The Match Bone Marrow Donation Services as soon as possible as it was an urgent situation. He calls and was told that there was a possibility that he had randomly matched up with a young lady in need of a bone marrow donation and they would like to do further tests. He agrees to do more testing. They take a lot of blood, etc., and discover he was a perfect bone marrow match to this young woman and asked if he would donate. The only thing we knew about her was that she was 22 years old and has leukemia. We sat our daughters down and explained to them that there was a young woman who was very sick and needed bone marrow, and the doctors found he was a perfect match to her, um, so she, he was going to the hospital to give her some of his. So my lens is notorious for being very literal and very gullible. She apparently was watching too much TV at the time and saw too many commercials. She started bawling her eyes out. We tried to explain that it was a good thing he was doing, etc., when she stopped crying enough to talk and yelled out, but I don't want you to get a divorce. <laughs> In 2006, the commercial that was on TV all the time was for a perfect match dating service. She thought that he would have to divorce me to marry her. <laughs> the donation. <laughs> Once we assured her our marriage was solid, we are celebrating our 26th anniversary this spring. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it's solid or not. <laughs> yeah, right. we'll Steve went on with the procedure and they were able to get a whole liter of bone marrow for her. To make it easier on the girls, we named this young woman and gave her a backstory. In our story, her name was Nicole and she was in college in Providence, Rhode Island to become a kindergarten teacher. Steve recovered easily, and we continued living our best lives. A little over a year later, we received a call from the hospital asking if we would like to meet the young woman. We talked to the girls and decided not to. We had an image in our heads, and they had continued the story about her. I think at that point, she was engaged to a doctor. <laughs> it's just like a Barbie that they're like... A uh, that she met while she was like in a coma oh, yeah. in the hospital. Um, yeah, I've, I've imagined that one myself many Aww. times. We did ask how she was doing, and they told us very well. My beautiful gullible Linz is now a beautiful badass in college studying to be a marine engineer and merchant marine. Whoa. Girl power. She is kicking butts and taking names, although she is still pretty gullible. <laughs> <laughs> My beautiful cat at the time began researching cancer and treatments because of her dad's donation. She then in middle school read the book My Sister's Keeper. If you haven't read it, do now. And decided she wanted to become a pediatric oncology nurse. She was a kid when she decided that. Today is her mm -hmm. 23rd birthday. She is graduating from nursing school this May and has a student nurse job on the pediatric oncology floor of one of the world's top cancer hospitals in Boston. I wow. think her father donating so selflessly helped influence her life choices. Bone marrow donation is an easy one-day process which can give somebody like a 22-year-old education student named Nicole the gift of life. Stay sexy and be the change you want to see in the world. Stacy. Oh, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Be the match. Go to it. That's really awesome. Also, I believe isn't bone marrow uh, like it's a little painful. I think they're they're trying to cover over how <laughs> easy it was for the dad. But I think that was a real that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, I think there are different. I was on it before my when my friend in fourth grade, David, died of leukemia like really quickly. And that was in the. 80s so it was so different then but i think there are different levels of it you know how like you can give blood or you can give plasma i think it depends on what's needed 
Yeah. But I could be bullshit. Someone message us who has had it done. Maybe. Well, I also I just think all I'm saying is people should still do it. Yes. But like I really think that was a generous, right. very generous like give there. Yeah. She's playing yeah. it down when actually it was a really intense it is an intense thing, right? Uh I think so. But yeah. ma- we'll find out yeah. when people write in and let us know. Okay. <laughs> this last one is real short, but I really loved it. It says, hello, all. I'm a short time listener, but a big time fan. Oh, <laughs> fun. New but passionate. <laughs> the story I present to you is about how I developed my morbid curiosity and many nightmares. It was one day when I was 11 at summer camp. During our craft hour, we were supposed to make paper mache masterpiece, a.k.a. place some wet ass newspaper over an inflated balloon and let it dry. <laughs> <laughs> I was not the least bit interested in this bullshit. I figured a better use of my time would be to read the newspaper. Mistake. Or maybe not. The article I so happened to choose was about a series of women that were found dismembered and stuffed into suitcases. Their bodies were found along various highways. I was scarred but enthralled. To my horror, I read the whole thing and left the craft room with no masterpiece but many ensuing nightmares. Oh my god. And here I am today, a full-blown murderino. Sorry for the grammar, Karen. Stay sexy. No need to apologize. You killed it. Stay sexy and filter the newspaper you hand to children. No name. That is a very good point. There's always going to be one little curious shit who's just like, you know what? I don't want to make paper mache. You're trying to just glue strips of newspaper onto a balloon and this kid's holding up the strips like, what? I mean, oh my God. Camp age. Camp, camp age. age. Yeah. That's a horrifying article. Especially to read. at camp, which is truly the most terrifying place in oh, the world. Yes. Once it gets dark oh. at night at camp, it's scary. Goodbye. And you have a fucking teenager who's there to like protect you. Please. Uh-uh. Great ones, guys. Thank you. Great Please batch. Keep writing them in, whatever you feel like, really, to my favorite murder at Gmail. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Hannah Kyle Crichton. Our producer is Alejandra Keck. This episode was engineered and mixed by Stephen Ray Morris. Our researchers are Jay Elias and Haley Gray. Email your hometowns and fucking hoorays to myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. Follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at myfavoritemurder and Twitter at myfavemurder. Listen, follow, and leave us a review on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can listen to new episodes one week early on Amazon Music or early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Goodbye. Follow My Favorite Murder on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase My Favorite Murder merch.